Hey everybody, welcome back to Mothership Connection, your place for flat tires. Hmm. Yeah, but thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you ever had a good President's Day weekend. Um, I did. Went for a nice good hike on Sunday, that was fun. Um, so yeah, cleaned up some stuff, threw a bunch of stuff away, it was good. It was a good Sunday. Much like an ice cream Sunday without the ice cream. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but I hope you appreciated the uh, episodes that came out over the weekend. Uh, Rob Zombie, My Morning Jacket, and Bay Ledges. So I hope that inspired you to go listen to all those fine artists. Um, I always appreciate the support. And uh, today I'm going to do an episode on... Uh, I think I've said I'm going to do this episode like a lot, but I'm actually going to do it now. <laughs> um, is I'm going to do an episode on Parks and Recreation. Um, so yeah, it's one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, there's a couple of cameos in it I don't like, just because I hate politics, and especially those particular politicians. Um, but it, it occurs in the later seasons, so I guess it's okay. But I'll dive into that anyway. Um, <clears throat> clear my throat, sorry about that. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening, now let's get into it. I don't know, let's go. <sighs> hey! Hey, everybody! Hey! Oh, hi! Yeah, hi! Hi, yeah! Yeah, hi! Hey! Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I don't know, everybody. But welcome back to Marship Connection, your podcast for orange slices and citrus dreams. Um, I love citrus. Who, who doesn't love citrus? You know what I mean? Citrus! Probably name my daughter Citrus. Hey, Citrus, get up for school. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but thanks for listening. I always appreciate it. Uh, the podcast is doing well. We got a lot of listens this week. Um, so thank you for that. Always appreciate it. And I've also started doing, uh, I don't know if any of you uh, fans and subscribers have realized, uh, but I've also started doing daily polls on the Mothership Connection Twitter page. Um, so thank you to those who have been participating in the polls. Um like I said, they're daily polls, so check it daily. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to grow the audience a little bit, trying to interact a little bit more. Um, so go ahead and vote on the polls. I think I've done, well, I've done five so far. Um, so I guess they haven't been daily. I guess I started doing them on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, but I'll do them every day. Just do a little poll, um, see what's going on. But uh, yeah, I'll keep them podcast related. I'm not just going to do random, like, uh, you know, like who like who likes bacon polls or something. But, uh, yeah, so I've been doing that. Um, but today we're going to do Parks and Recreation. Um, next episode we'll, we'll do some kind of movie. I haven't done any movies in a while, so we'll do some movie stuff. Um, probably do The Kingsman. That's probably the next episode I'll do. I love The Kingsman movies. I'm looking forward to the uh, fourth one here. As the third one, we all know, was a prequel. Um, it was much different than the, the other two movies, which would you would expect um, for a movie that takes place like 100 years before the real one. Or 70 years, whatever, however many years it's supposed to be. 40 years, I don't know. It takes place a lot earlier than the original ones. Um, but if you haven't seen the Kingsman movies, I suggest you check them out. The first two are great. The prequel is really good. The second one especially is probably my favorite of the three. Um, but I'm definitely looking to the sequel. Um, Taron Edgerton is the star of those movies. He plays Eggsy. Um, they're very good movies. Um, he's also going to be starring the Tetris movie. Um, which, I, I don't know, I'll probably go see it. If it's in theaters, I didn't, I didn't catch out to the trailer if it's like some streaming bullshit or not. Um, 
Is it? But it, it bums me out when that stuff's on streaming because I don't have any of the streaming stuff. Because um, I really wanted to watch that new Jason Siegel show with Harrison Ford, but it's on Apple TV. Like I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? So what? What the streaming stuff should do is like it should be exclusive on. Like let's say for example the shrinking thing on Apple TV, that show should be exclusive on Apple TV for like three months, and then it should be available everywhere. And that's what all those things should be doing. You know what I mean? And not available to just not available like on another streaming service, but you should be able to go and just be like, hey, I want to watch this, and pay like a one-time fee to watch it, like rent it. You know what I mean? Because <clears throat> there's so many things that come on the streaming stuff that it's like I'm not going to pay to have the service, but I'd like to watch that particular show. And now that they've cracked down on password sharing and made it a felony, uh, and probably shouldn't be sharing your password anymore. Because um, it's being, sharing your password for all that streaming stuff is being treated the same way as like file sharing was in the late 90s when they took down Napster. Um, so you should probably be careful with uh, sharing passwords and gaming the system and whatnot. Um, but yeah, but yeah, Kingsman's great, so I'll, I'll probably do Kingsman next. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll do Bust the Rhymes next. Who, who knows? You know, it always ends up being like what I'm in the mood for doing. Um, it's hard for me to sit down and be like, well, this is the next 20 episodes and I'll stick to that schedule. Um, so the next movie episode, I plan on it being Kingsman. Um, but it might be a music episode. It might be a uh, let's talk about sandwiches episode or something. I don't know. I'm a sandwich file. Same. So I might as well talk about it. Um, but yeah, that's you know that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way the banana peels. That is the way that the paint dries, and whatever other stupid saying you can think of. Since we live in this dumbass meme world now, where everything's just a fucking meme. Um, you don't even need school anymore. They can teach you history through memes. Meme University, located right next to Belly Flop Academy. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> and I also saw something on that I was really unhappy about um, in entertainment news that they're going to be rebooting Lord of the Rings and remaking all three of the movies. And it's like, why are you fucking doing that? But did Peter Jackson not do it justice? Because he did. Why do you need to reboot the Lord of the Rings? The Hobbit was a massive failure, so why are you trying to go through a, and you're going to make it just as bad as the Hobbit movies were? Because they, the CGI in the Hobbit movies was terrible. <clears throat> Sorry, i got to clear my throat. Clear my throat! But, uh, yeah, just don't stop stop it. Like, Hollywood is just eating itself alive. Um, you know, Ant-Man in, in Quantumania is now set the record. And, and I saw Ant-Man. We saw Ant-Man. I didn't think it was terrible. But it's now setting the record for the biggest second week loss in mu in uh, movie history, as it's, it's it's set to rake in like two hundred million dollars less than it did in its first week. But they need, and I didn't think Quantumania was bad. I thought um, there's some of it that was kind of stupid, but for the most part, I thought it was okay. You know, there were some missed opportunities in there, like when Kang is talking about how he killed a million different variations of the Avengers, that it's just like they all blur in his head. Well, they, that should have been used to show, like, him killing different variations of the Avengers. Like, who wouldn't want to see that, you know? So, there, I don't know. There's just missed opportunities, and they're canceling... <clears throat> sorry, sorry about clearing my throat. Uh, I think it's, I got that February throat thing going on where it's, uh, your throat has to be cleared. Um, my doctor told me not to have any milk on Saturdays, so that wouldn't happen anymore, but I just had to have some. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm just clearing my throat. Sometimes it happens. I'm a, I'm a human boy. What do you want from me? What do you want from Steve? What do you want from Steve? 
Um, but yeah, they're, they're canceling projects left and right. Disney's closing their um, gazillion dollar Star Wars hotel. Um, and they also announced they're making episode 10 of Star Wars and bringing back uh, Ray, which is fine. But they need to not make it woke and then it won't suck. Um, it's just, they're just eating themselves alive. They canceled a bunch of their Marvel shows, which they should have in the first place. <clears throat> their biggest mistake, I think Marvel's mistake, was after Endgame, which everyone can agree was a colossal disappointment, is that they should have just left the movies to be the big remaining characters, like Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Thor, and use the Disney Plus Marvel show thing to introduce the smaller characters. You know what I mean? That, that's what they should have done. And, uh, and like WandaVision also, WandaVision should have been like a, a movie. It shouldn't have been a TV show. And it should have been, it should have been Endgame, WandaVision, Spider-Man, Thor, and then Multiverse of Madness, and then Ant-Man 3. Those, that should have been Phase 4's movies. Not Shang-Chi, not The Eternals, not Black Widow, not, um, whichever other one I'm forgetting. But they should have kept the bigger players on the big screen and used the small screen TV streaming, whatever, um, to introduce the lesser characters. And, like, Loki, Loki should have had his own movie. That shouldn't have been a show. Falcon and the Winter Soldier should have been a movie, not a show. You know what I mean? Like, Moon Knight, Shang-Chi, um, what was it, Miss Marvel, who was, who was, like, the lowest-viewed TV show of all time. Um, those all should have been on the, on the small screen, which some of those were. And, like, the Marvels movie, like, the sequel to Captain Marvel called The Marvels, which has now been pushed back twice, just don't release the movie. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody likes Brie Larson. Nobody likes those characters, and it's going to bomb massively. Just, if you have to reshoot twice because the test screenings suck, then don't release the movie. Fire Brie Larson. Just don't have the movie. It's fucking stupid. Just like you shouldn't have had the second Black Panther movie. If, if you weren't going to recast Chadwick Boseman, which you should have, then you should have just not had the movie. Nobody wants to see his, what, Shiri, Riri, whoever it was, become the new Black Panther. And they made Namor such a pussy, like it wasn't even worth it. Like, that movie should have just been canceled if you weren't just going to recast him. And why didn't you recast him? You know, it's just, it's silly, especially with all the multiverse stuff. You could have just brought in and had Killmonger be like a Black Panther from like a different universe. Everyone would have been fine with that. But it's just, if, if the movie sucks so bad, like if you have to, if you do test screenings and you have to do reshoots twice and push the movie back two different times, don't release the movie. Nobody wants to see it. No one likes Brie Larson. That's your problem. You should have cast Mila Jovanovich as Captain Marvel and people would love it. You know? And Brie Larson wants to go on TV and be like, nobody likes me because I'm a woman. It's like, no, because women aren't going to go see that movie either. It's not just a bunch of men eating Fritos being like, we're not going to see it, brr. No, like, people just don't like you. Like, when people found out they were going to cast you in a Star Wars movie, they petitioned it, and Star Wars broke your contract because people hate you so much. Maybe you shouldn't go on TV and talk about how much you hate men and that you don't want white men to go see your movie and then wonder why nobody went and saw it. And honestly, Captain Marvel's a shit movie. It is. So, like, just fuck off, Brie Larson. Good, stay in your Nissan commercials. Go sit on some faces in Pizza Hut or whatever, whatever you fucking do. You're just bitter because your modeling career failed, your music career failed, your movie career is failing, and nobody fucking likes you. You know? You were you were okay in your cameo on the league, 
you were fine in that movie Free Fire, and you're you were bearable in Twenty One Jump Street, and that's it. It's not the demographic; it's you. People just don't like you. And honestly, movies like Hollywood needs to really give itself a gut check here and quit doing stupid shit. It's like I don't even like Aquaman, but Aquaman Two, people were walking out of the test screening. How bad does a movie have to be that you walk out of a free pass? You know what I mean? Like, just just stop it. Just just stop. Stop making shit. Just because you can CGI everything on the screen doesn't mean you should. There needs to be a good mix of practical effects and CGI, and the story needs to be compelling. Like, that's why people aren't going to see movies, because the movies are fucking dumb. You know what I mean? Um, it's just the way it is. For every good movie that comes out, there's like ten bad ones, you know? So, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Parks and Rec today. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsor. It's that new uh, hip-hop-themed cheese store in the mall uh, called Ain't Nothing But a Cheese Thing. It's right next to that new bookstore in the mall called When I Think About Books, I Touch My Shelf. Um, it's good stuff. But, yeah, go down to Ain't Nothing But a Cheese Thing um, and buy yourself some Gouda, some smoked Gouda, which is, as we all know, the best cheese on the planet. If you don't like smoked Gouda, like, just go fuck yourself. Smoked Gouda and turkey, like, it's the best, you know? You know what I'm saying? Mountain crayons? But yeah, go get yourself some smoked turkey at Ain't Nothing But a Cheese Thing. Go get yourself a book at When I Think About Books, I Touch My Shelf. Um, there's that new packing store, too, called Baby Got Pack. Go go package something and mail it at Baby Got Pack. And then you can finish it off at the new camping store in the mall, uh, Yeti Set Go. Um, any of those four places that are, that are now sponsors of the podcast can help you out. Yeah, you got a mail a package. Maybe you can go buy some cheese at Nothing But A Cheese Thing and mail it at Baby Got Pack, you know? Which would also be a good name for a cigarette store. But that's not... I'm not a marketing person. I'm just a, I'm just a human boy, you know? But, uh... But, yeah, go check out the new stuff at the mall. Um, it's kind of surprising they open up a bookstore when bookstores are dying. Um, as we know, Borders Books is, like, completely out of business. Barnes & Noble is struggling. Because everybody just wants it digital. I want my life to be digital. It's also proven that if you read a physical book, you are, what, 90 times, 90% more likely to retain the information than if you're reading it on a Kindle or a tablet or a um, whatever other digital thing you're doing. So yeah, plus I, I like reading physical copies of things. Like, I, I have trouble... Um, staying engaged when it's on like a when it's digital I do, I do I do not that I have some kind of reading deficiency because I'm not because um, I don't but um I just I would just prefer to read a physical copy of a book you know I don't want to read the digital copy I don't want to read the ebook ebook we are ebook um but yeah so parks and rec what do you what do you think of when you think of parks and recreation um, I know that I think of the Harvest Festival, which is probably the best story arc on that show. I actually have a Pawnee Harvest Festival t-shirt that I cherish, and I, I wear very selectively because I don't want it to get dirty or fade. Um, fade being a good song by Stained. Boom, 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 boom. And, uh, Stained gets a bad name, but they got, they have a, probably like 10 or 12 good songs, I would say. Um... They got Fade, they got It's Been a While, they have For You. 
they have right here waiting. They have uh, far so far away. Is that the, is that now that we're here so far? Yeah, that song. I uh, mean, Mud Shovel. Mud Shovel's a good song. Ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. I think their problem uh, was they got lumped in with that fa like out of that Family Values tour group when they're really not that style of music. Um, the Family Values tour was it was like them, uh, Marilyn Manson and Corn, and I think uh, maybe it was Cold. Cold only has that one good song, uh, that Gone Away by Cold. Um, there's there's a lot of those groups from back then. Like Crossfade only had that one good song called Cold. Cold only had that one so good song called Gone Away. Gone away. I like that song. Um, what was the other group that, that their song was like, I do it for the drugs. What was, what was that group called? I forget their name. I don't know. I, I like the guitar during the verse in that song, but I don't really know what the group's name was. But there's a lot of one-hit wonders from, from all the way back then, like Sugar Cult. Um, Sugar Cult was one of those one-hit wonders. Um, Top Loader was one of them. I don't know. But yeah, but Stain's, Stain's okay. But what do you think about Parks and Rec? Uh, my favorite arc of that show was definitely the Hardest Festival. Because it was kind of, it was like, it was what, what the show was building up to. And then everything else after the Harvest Festival was kind of just like a, uh, like downloadable content for a video game. You know what I mean? It's, just extra, it's extra good stuff um, outside of the main storyline there. Um, but what I think of Parks and Rec, I, and I, honestly, people always draw comparisons to The Office. I think Parks and Rec um, is way better than The Office. And I'll tell you why throughout the episode, but I, I really do. And don't get me wrong, like, I really like The Office a lot. The Office is hilarious up until a certain point. Um, but I would just say, all in all, like, and the same people, practically the same people did The Office that did Parks and Rec, so people are really just competing against themselves. My only competition is the mirror. But, um, what was I going to say? But yeah, Parks and Rec is definitely better. Um, it's better than The Office. And if you want to debate me on it, I'll, like I always say, I'll debate anybody about anything, anywhere, anytime. Um, I will. I, I like to debate. I like to have nice conversations. I like to, uh, you know, share ideas and whatever not, you know? I like to go into the frolic room and do what I gotta do. But yeah, if you want to debate me on it, hit me up at MotorshipCon5. I'll tell you why, um, all the reasons why Parks and Rec is superior to The Office. Um... Partially because the Parks and Rec ended itself before it got bad, which the office should have taken note of. Um, season eight and nine, and even most of season seven of the office are not very good. Um, partially because Ed, Hel Ed Helms is at, at the helm, no pun intended, but uh, Ed Helms is just a piece of shit. You know what I mean? I hate him. I think I've talked about it at nauseum. Ed, Ed Helms is in that category for me with like Tim Allen and Ray Romano, where I just. I'll fucking pull the plug on all three of those people. Especially Ray Romano. Um, I just, I don't like them. I don't like any of them. I hate them, to be honest with you. Same thing with Jim Parsons. Fucking Professor Beaker. Um, or, not Beaker, Professor uh, Honeydew. But, um, I don't know. But Parks and Rec, one of the reasons why Parks and Rec was way better than The Office, and as we all know, Parks and Rec, it debuted in 2009. Um, so the Penguins were just about to win their their first Stanley Cup in, since 1992. Um, fun fact, the Penguins have the most Stanley Cup wins in the last 30 years. So, suck that, every other team. Um, of course, the Penguins winning in 91, 92, 2009, 2016, and 2017. Um, they played in one more 
Stanley Cup in 2008, which they did not win. Uh, but they have the most wins in the last 30 years, so suck it. But uh, Parks and Rec. See, the problem with The Office is that The Office completely was dependent on all the characters' interactions with Michael Scott, which were mostly hilarious, and that's what drove the show. But that's also what the problem with the show was, is that those characters could not exist outside of Michael Scott. On Parks and Rec, every character was fleshed out, had its own appeal and own story, and was able to succeed without Leslie's nope being in every scene or it being completely dependent on uh, you know their interactions with Leslie Nope, which was played by Amy Poehler. And a lot of she's supposed to be like the Michael Scott of Parks and Rec, but Parks and Rec is just set up a lot differently. Parks and Rec does a way better job of world building than The Office does. Like Parks and Rec, you can name me, you can name places in the show that they frequented that became part of the show. And the show itself had recurring characters that became part of the part of the town. So I would say that the town of Pawnee, Indiana, which is where Parks and Rec takes place at, was fleshed out. The world building in that show was much better than the world building in The Office. Like, yes, we all know that The Office took place in Scranton. But name me one place outside of Poor Richard's Bar that existed in the world of The Office that the characters went to, talked about, and did things at. If you, th if you can think of anything other than Rich Poor Richard's Bar from The Office, hit me up at MothershipCon5 and let me know. Because you, you're not going to be able to. Because that was not even a thought in The Office about world building. You know, The Office took place in The Office. And, or the parking lot of The Office. That's it. It did not take place. They did not flesh out Scranton as a town whatsoever. Um, um, and in contrast to that, Parks and Rec, you can name JJ's Diner. You can name the Snake Hold Lounge. You can name Ramsett Park. Um, you can name any other place that they went to and was part of the town and was part of the story and everything else. Like they did, Parks and Rec did a really good job of making you feel like you were in Pawnee, Indiana. You know what I mean? Like you knew the town. You could picture the town, all that stuff. Um, and the office just didn't do that, you know? So between the lack of world building and the lack of character, like, interactions not being dependent on the main character, like their interactions with Michael, that's two of the reasons why Parks and Rec is just better than The Office. I think Parks, Parks and Rec, even though the first episode of, or the first season of Parks and Rec was not very good, it was also only six episodes, and everything from season two until the finale was pretty much great. Um, and then, like I said, too, they stopped before they got bad which is what The Office should have done. The Office should have stopped after Season 7. They should have just been like, all right, we're done. You know what I mean? I've, I'm, in The Office episode, I talked about my disappointment with the finale or the story and everything else. And at the end of the day, it's just some stupid sitcom. You really shouldn't be worried about it too much. But at the same time, it's like you're allowed to uh, voice your disappointment and voice, voice your criticism of it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Nothing crayons. But uh, in Parks and Rec, they stopped in 2015. So 09 to 2015. Uh, the Office was what, oh, oh, 05 to 2014 or 2015? Um, it had to be 2014, I guess. Or I don't, I don't know what actual year The Office ended. But The Office ran for nine seasons and Parks and Rec ran for seven. Um, and not, neither show is bad. Like that, The Office isn't bad. I enjoy The Office. I love The Office. But I also I like Parks and Rec a lot more, you know? I think the humor was, for the most part, just as good, if not better. There's a lot more wacky, goofy stuff that still fit into the story. 
And they were, Parks and Rec was able to bring characters in and out of the show and not lose steam at all. Um, plus, the cast of The Office, and I know the cast of The Office, I know a lot of them were unknowns, and that was part of the point. That was part of, like, part of the charm of it. But the cast of Parks and Rec was, like, a fucking all-star studded cast. Um, people that were already stars. Um, a lot of the cam- And I know The Office had a great number of great cameos. Um, but they were just very short-lived, small, like, not even a whole episode uh, cameo characters. You know what I mean? Like, when they were interviewing for Michael, all those people, including stupid-ass Ray Romano, um, showed up to interview for the manager job. Like, Jim Carrey was on there, but he was... What did he do? Talk about how he's from the Finger Lakes and say the word Finger Lakes five times? You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that really that great of a cameo. Um, and yeah, Idris Elba was on there for a few episodes, and Timothy Oliphant was on there and everything like that. So The Office had its fair share of uh, guest characters. Like a lot of sitcoms nowadays do. Nowadays being the last of like, 20 years. But Parks and Rec had a lot of great cameos too. Um, they had two of the Avengers. You know, Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd. Although, Paul Rudd's character never actually interacted with um, Chris Pratt's character. Which is, I feel like, a missed opportunity for them. Um, so yeah, but just just to name some people that were on uh, Parks and Rec here. You had John Hamm, you had Josh Groban, who Josh Groban also appeared on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Paul Rudd, Fred Armisen, uh, Bradley Whitford, who was Eric from Happy or from Billy Madison, if you're not familiar. Um, Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg, uh, Genuine, Will Forte, uh, Will Arnett, um, J.K. Simmons, uh, Bo Burnham, Sean Hayes, Patton Oswalt, Sam Elliott. Um, I'm sure I'm missing, Warner Herzog was on there, and I'm sure I'm missing quite a few, a genuine, of course, um, but they, they had a lot of good characters too, but, I mean, I guess for cameos, I just feel like the Parks and Rec people weren't just brought in for, like, a one-time, um, a one-time little, like, oh, here's this guy on this TV show type of thing, although Bill Murray plays the mayor of Pawnee, Mayor Gunderson, he was only on one episode, so I guess that could be said for Bill Murray. Bill Murray was also in Ant-Man 3. Um, he was one of the uh, bad guys. But uh, Bill Murray's funny. Everyone does that. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? But yeah, Parks and Rec, I just, I just feel like they did a better job of also having recurring jokes. Um, not just having Michael say, like, that's what she said. Like, there's a lot of running gags on Parks and Rec, which is important. Um, and How I Met Your Mother, they had a lot of running gags. Um, Seinfeld also had, like, running gags in a sitcom are always a good thing. It's Always Sunny has plenty of them. Um, but it's important to have that. And, uh, I just feel like The Office fell behind as far as, as far as that. And having a, having a character say something all the time is not a running gag. That's just not how it works. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm saying, you mountain cranes. Um, and I just feel like the, like the characters are just better. You know, like, Andy and April are far better than Jim and Pam. Like, if I were to have my choice of relationship type, it would definitely be Andy and April's relationship over Jim and Pam's. Jim and Pam were unbearable after they got married and had a kid. You know? They were. Their characters were... After they got together, their characters were fucking awful. They were. And Pam Pam is not a good character. Um, I'm, gl- and I'm glad in some of the episodes um, people call that out. Like, the one lady, like, actually actually calls her out for being such a fucking bitch to Jim all the time. 
Um, that's like on American Dad when they're like spoofing The Office, and like at one point Stan talks to the cameraman and he goes, "Don't you have enough footage yet?" And he's like, "What is this even for?" <laughs> American Dad, I know I bring it up every time. American Dad is so fucking funny. <laughs> he's just like, "What is this for?" Like, don't you have enough footage yet? Um, but yeah, and Andy and April after they get married, they're still a fun, happy-go-lucky, loving couple. Jim and Pamert is boring, annoying, and even more arrogant. And I like Jim as a character, but he's he was one of those characters where he's always like, oh, I'm too good to be in this job, and I, I'm better than all these people. And it's like, well, you're still doing the same thing they're all doing. So if you're so fucking great and so full of yourself, Jim, why don't you go do something else? Instead of just being like, oh, I work here. Uh, you know? And Pam, Pam sucks. And, of course, she has the typical... Um, feminist story arc in all sitcoms where at some point the female character is like, I want to go back to school and I want to go to art school and I want to knit sweaters and I want to blah, blah, blah. Just like that stupid wife on Home Improvement who's like, I want to do... That's the typical generic female character arc in every show where at some point, usually season three or four, it's like, I want to do something else. And it's like, whatever. And then her, her, Pam's whole going to art school arc is so stupid. And she's flirting with that guy, even though she's with Jim. And it's just like, this is so stupid. You know? And, like, you introduce all these art school characters, and then you nix the idea. And it's just like, okay. And, of course, Pam was flirting, because Pam's a bitch. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. But, like, uh, Jim's just one of those characters where it's like, oh, woe is me. I'm better than this, but I'm still here. And just after a certain point, like Jim and Pam just aren't, like they're just not good at all. And The Office just had so many convoluted storylines toward the end. Um, Constantly, oh, the branch might close. Oh, they might close our branch. It's like, you've been saying that since the first episode. Nine seasons later, you're still saying it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know. The Office, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, the world building was not there. Uh, the character, they, they, the office should be a case study in how to destroy characters. Because they pretty much destroyed every single character on that show. Um, and they went from being a small... And that's the charm. And I'll, compl- I'll complain about this later because Parks and Rec came to this too a little bit. But the charm of the office when it started was it was a small town group of people living small town lives... And pretty much living in their own little vacuum of, this is our town, the stakes don't have to get any higher. But then eventually it's like, oh, we're going to go do this massive thing where it just completely outgrew itself and was no longer about the small town charm. Which is, that's why people are drawn to that show. That's also why people are drawn to Parks and Rec. Because Parks and Rec is also about the charm of Pawnee, Indiana, a small town telling the story of these dozen people in the confines of the town in the small town charm, which is how it should have been. And then if I have a complaint about Parks and Rec, it would be whenever they had Leslie go from being the Parks and, Rec direct, Parks and Recreational Director to all of a sudden she's running for mayor and running for Congress and running for president and going to D.C. and hanging out with these neocon Nazis like John McCain and the fucking terrorists like Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and all that. Like, that is no longer the small town fucking set. That is 
this big stupid ass let's gotta get ratings bullshit you know what I mean like a little fucking parks and rec director from a small town would not be elevated to the point of president or mayor maybe mayor but not certainly not congresswoman or president and that's the problem is like you need to stick to your roots of what the show was supposed to be the show was supposed to be this is this, we're these small town people with small town problems and we're all going to get along and love it that's what that's what Parson Rec thrived on and that's what drew people to the show in the first place you know and then it just got and it didn't do it for too long but I would say there's probably like a five to seven episode run where it's just like this is fucking stupid because they're in Washington D.C. like it's just fucking dumb you know what I mean plus I hate all politicians so I don't want to see politicians on my TV screen you know, entertainment's supposed to be your escape from that shit. Um, so if I had a complaint about Parks and Rec, that's what it would be. Um, it would be the fact that it outgrew itself and tried to uh, stretch its legs too far out of what its original concept was supposed to be. And a lot of shows do that. Um, I'm not naive to that fact, but I, I think that that would be my only... Really, that really is my only complaint about Parks and Rec, is, is that arc of whenever everything just got out of control. You know, and like April's character, Aubrey Plaza's character, April, she became like a personal assistant to a congressman. It's like, she has no schooling. She has no credentials. I don't care if she's Leslie's friend. She would not be running a campaign in Washington, D.C. as like a 25-year-old. You know, it's just, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Plus, it, like I said, it took away from the charm. Or when her and Andy were getting married and for his, his bachelor party, they got to go play on the Colts field because... Rob Lowe's character knew Jim Ursay. Like, that's also, like, ratings, ratings, honeypotting for ratings and everything else. And, yeah, it's cool to see Reggie Wayne, and it's cool to see, you know, all that kind of stuff. But that would not fucking happen. You know what I mean? Um, and like I said, too, Andy and April are way better than Jim and Pam. And if you want to argue with me about that, hit me up on MunchipCon 5. Andy and April are just better. Chris Pratt is a better, char- is a better actor than, Jim, than in that role than John Krasinski is. Because he's not some condescending fucking prick. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, that's what Jim is. And oh, Jim's the nice guy. And bleh. But at the same time, like he's a condescending prick. And Pam is just a fucking stick-up-her-ass, miserable person. Um, and April's not. April's a happy-go-lucky, you know, let's-have-fun type of person. So that's why those characters, like Andy and April, are way better than Jim and Pam because they're not pretentious fucking assholes. You know, so I, I don't, that that's how I look at Jim and Pam and April and Andy. And people always love to be like, "Oh, Jim and Pam." Blah, blah, blah. It's like no, Andy and April are better, infinitely better, and they're the they're just written better. Their characters are written better, um, and their interactions with everyone else is just better. Like when Andy and April are living at their house um, by themselves after their, their roommate moves out and Ben moves in, and they're eating breakfast out of frisbees and shit like that's. That's hilarious. You know what I mean? That's funny stuff. There's a lot of dough in this mix. Um, but yeah, it's just stuff like that. Like Jim and Pam, like for example, Jim buys his parents' house and surprises Pam with it. And she's like, uh, you bought me a house. I don't appreciate anything because I'm Pam. You know? And it's just like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Fuck off. And uh, I would say too, the Parson Rec had a lot more heartfelt moments than... The Office. I, w- I would say one of the most, the more heart-feeling moments on The Office is whenever Pam is having her art show 
and nobody shows up except for Michael. And then Michael buys like her little art piece when she drew like the office. And that, that's a nice heartfelt moment. You know what I mean? That's, that's what, that's a moment worth tuning into. And I know I've, I've just bitched about Jim and Pam, but also when Jim proposes to Pam in the rain at the gas station, that's a heartfelt moment. That's a nice TV moment. But they're very few and far between on The Office. Parks and Rec has plenty of moments like that. And heartfelt moments, are they're important in sitcoms to keep it... You can't just be completely fucking crazy all the time. Or, or else you end up just being... Which is a show I really like a lot, but you end up just being workaholics. Where it's, where it's just nonsense, like nonstop. But that, that you have to decide early on, like... Is your show just going to be nonsense nonstop? Because that's what... Um, workaholics is and workaholics is really funny and i love it but it's it's just non-stop nonsense which is great it's pretty much workaholics is pretty much like if you remember ed ed and eddie from cartoon network it's like an adult version of that show <laughs> i would say but it's it is and workaholics is great if you've never seen workaholics check it out um there's so many moments in that show that just cracked me the fuck up um but heartfelt moments are important to keep the show like an actual you know, have some bearing and some emotion in your show. Like Modern Family, which is also a show that I like a lot. And Modern Family has a lot of, there's maybe like five or six episodes out of 11 seasons that aren't that great. But for the most part, the show is very funny and it has a lot of heartfelt moments as well. And that is, that is the sign of a, a good show. That can all, that, a good sitcom that can be funny, can be witty, can be hilarious, can be ridiculous, but also have heartfelt real life moments in them. Um, which I think that Modern Family did a great job of. Parks and Rec did a great job of. And The Office, even though they're very few and far between, they did a good job in their heartfelt moments. How I Met Your Mother had a ton of heartfelt moments in it, which helps keeps the show, helps keeps you engaged in the show and the characters and everything. You know? Um, which is just my opinion. You know, you can argue with me if you want, but I think I'm right. I think I'm right. I think I'm right. No, I, I think I'm usually right a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm always willing to admit when I'm not, but I, I think I'm right on most things. Um, if you disagree with me, hit me up on MothershipCon5 on Twitter and we can we can talk about it. We can have a chat. We can have a chat. We can have a dragon tattoo. Buh, 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 buh. I want that girl with the dragon tits. Buh, 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 buh. I want that girl with lots of wits. Buh, 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 buh. I want that girl with the dragon tits. Ba 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 ba. I want that girl flicking her wrists. Ba 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 ba. Of course, that was Dragon Tits by DJ Thick Pepsi, um, coming to you live on MTV's uh, Newbie Awards, recognizing the uh, new artists. MTV Newbie Awards. Um, but yeah, and like the cast, the cast of Parks and Rec as well was a lot better. Um, and some of these people have been shamed since the show. Like, Aziz Ansari has pretty much been relegated to useless in the entertainment community since he, I guess he raped a girl or something, or took advantage of some girl or something, but, um, whatever. But Aziz Ansari, Chris Pratt, Aubrey Plaza, which Chris Pratt went on to become, like, the biggest action star, um, one of the biggest action stars since the show, and, and during the show, um, since he revealed an interview that earlier on in the show, they, they encouraged him to put on weight to make his character even dopier and funnier. Um, then when he got cast in Zero Dark Thirty, he got in shape, and then he eventually was cast as Star-Lord. And that is where you see the six-pack having Chris Pratt action star. And Aubrey Plaza, of course, has been on a million things. We all love her. Um, 
she's definitely in my top five celebrity crushes. Probably number two, only to Leah Remini. Um, and of course, she's huge. Um, obviously, Rashida Jones. Everyone loves Rashida Jones. You got Amy Poehler. You got Nick Offerman, who's great and has been in a ton of things. Um, he was recently on Conan O'Brien's podcast, and his episode was really good. He was recently on, and so was Jason Siegel. Um, I would suggest listening to Jason Siegel's interview. It's really good. Um, uh, Jason Siegel's awesome. I wish he'd be in more things. Um, there's a rumor that he was, he's being cast as The Thing in the Fantastic Four movie, which I don't really don't see that as a good casting. Um, speaking of which, I don't know if anyone's seen the cast, the trailer for that Owen Wilson movie called Paint, where it's clearly him playing Bob Ross, but his character is not Bob Ross. What a horrible casting choice. Like, if you're going to make a Bob Ross movie, make a legitimate Bob tribute to Bob Ross. Don't put Owen Wilson in a fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, that dude's done. He's done. You know, I think they're making Wedding Crashers 2, which is like, what are you doing? You can't have him and Vince Vaughn. I love Vince Vaughn. But you can't have him and Vince Vaughn being Wedding Crasher people, what, almost 20 years later? The Wedding Crashers came out in 05. It's like, why are you making a, a second Wedding Crashers why are you rebooting Lord of the Rings? Why are you making Paul Blart 3? You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of movies that need to be made that you're not making in favor of these cheap money grabs that are just stupid, you know? Like, where's my second Elite of Battle Angel? Where's, you know, a new Alien movie? Where's, you know, anything, you know? When, where's, when, when's the X-Men going to appear in the Marvel Universe? You know? It's just like, why are we wasting time on these stupid movies, like, and Paul Blart's the kind of movie where it's like, you could be like, oh, this is family friendly, I'll play it during the holidays, and my family will be okay with it, it's like, if even, like, your grandma doesn't think it's funny, like, this shit ain't funny, you know what I mean? I don't have any grandparents anymore, but I'm just using that as an example, like, you know, usually, if, if the older people are laughing, you can gauge, like, the appeal of the movie, but, like, it's like, and I love Kevin James, like, I, King of Queens is one of my favorite shows of all time. I still watch it all the time. Like I, King of Queens is hilarious. Kevin James in that role is hilarious. I love that show. But like him as Paul Blart, it's like no, get the fuck out of here, you know. And he's in all those like Adam Sandler movies, and it's just like, I don't know, man. You know, what he should have done, because he had his stupid show. It was Kevin Can Wait, and then they casted Leah Remini on it anyway. After the first season, they replaced her, the wife, with her. And it's like, everybody wants you to do more King of Queens. Why don't didn't you just do more King of Queens? Especially since that's like the trend going on. And now you can't do it because your show flopped. So CBS isn't going to give you another chance. And now um, Jerry Stiller is dead. And the, his wife is dead, who was also on the show. So it's like, now you can't even do it properly. And everybody else wanted to do more episodes except for Kevin James. He wanted to expand his... His horizons, and it's like you did the same exact show under a different name. You even cast your brother in it again, and you cast Leah in it again. So why didn't you just make more King of Queens that everybody loves? My eyes are getting weary, my back is getting tight. Like King of Queens is awesome. I watch it like I, there's an episode on my TV like at least every day because you can stream it for free on Peacock. Um, I also own it on DVD because I'm a fan, but it's just I don't know. I just I just feel like there's I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like there's so many missed opportunities out there. And it's like, if I can think of better stuff, like, in the shower or sitting in my car or, like, while I'm working, 
You want to tell me all these overpaid, overeducated fucking dickhead writers can't think of something better? You know, or some movie studio can't be like, you know what? Maybe we should stop making this fucking pretentious garbage and try to make an actual good movie. Now, if you're looking for a good movie to watch, go watch The Northman. The Northman came out last year around the same time as Top Gun. Go watch The Northman. It's a good movie. It's not woke. It's not fucking political. It's not stupid. And that's why it's a good movie. Like, you should not make your movie based around the, the social trends of the time. Because then that movie is not going to be timeless. You know? You know why you can watch Pulp Fiction over and over again? Because none of that shit's in there. And that can be said about almost like every 90s movie. And early 2000s movie. So I don't, I don't know why these studios who are losing money left and right. Like, Disney, Disney inherited and took a cash cow of Star Wars, Marvel, and all that shit. And then they bought up all the Fox's movies... All the rights to all the Fox movies, which is like a million great movies. So had you done Star Wars right, they would be those movies would be making a billion dollars every time. Which Episode 7 made over a billion dollars. So you took these cash cows that could be making you billions of dollars every time a movie comes out. Which is what they were doing pretty much up until Endgame. Like Infinity War made a billion dollars. Endgame made a billion dollars, but everyone hated it, so it's not that's not going to happen ever again. So now they're like cheering on, like, oh, Spider-Man made 500 mil or this and that. It's like, that's half of what it should be making. But you took these franchises and these properties and you fucking ruined them with your bullshit agendas and your p politics and everything else. And it's like, just tell a good, engaging story and people will go see it. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to watch Star Wars and be like, oh, you know what? I, like, I wish that Luke was trans. Or I wish that Chewie was in a wheelchair. Or some fucking other stupid thing. It's like, no. Like, make a good, engaging movie that people like. And people will go watch it time and time again. You know? Like, there's, there's movies I've seen in the theater two or three times during its run in the theater because I liked it so much. And plenty of people, are, will like myself, will do that. You know? If the movie's good enough, I'll go see it more than once in the theater. I for sure as fuck will. You know, um, I think I saw the original Deadpool like three times in the theater. I saw Alita four times in the theater, you know, like if the movie's good, I'll, people will go see it more than once. But now you have a trend here where like people are like walking out of movies, you know, um, so I, I just don't see how they can't see past themselves to see like we are destroying our industry, you know, um, so I mean, I don't know, I guess that's just like a cautionary tale for, um, Hollywood. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like outside, like Nick Offerman, Ron Swanson's a great character. Uh, I could go on days for days and days about his funny lines. Same thing with Andy, same thing with April. Um, even Aziz's character, Tom Haverford, has funny lines. Um, like when he's eating the hot pepper and he's like, this is how we chew it. Or when he puts the iPod on the Roomba and it's DJ Roomba and shit like that. But Parson Record just had a lot of good good stuff in it like it's just it's funny and it's one of those shows just like the office where you can um just have it on the background and not really have to pay attention to it after you've already seen it um and all andy's stuff with his band mouse rat is funny i used to have a mouse rat t-shirt i don't know whatever happened to it um but i still have my harvest festival t-shirt which i you know like i said i wear it sparingly i don't want it to get ruined there's certain clothes that like you don't want to wear too much you don't want them to fade or get ruined and they have all those stupid detergents that are like, oh, we'll keep it from fading. It's like, no, you won't. You know, more lies. That's just like the no-tier shampoo. 
Complete fucking lie. You know what I mean? You get shampoo in your eye, you get shampoo in your eye. You know what I'm saying? Mountain cranes. But, um, it's just the way it goes. But yeah, I mean, it's just, like, Rob Lowe's character was great. Like, Rob Lowe's character was hilarious. Even Adam Scott's character, which Adam Scott gets on my nerves sometimes. Um, just because he plays like an asshole a lot. But, uh, and he has his podcast. I think it's with, I forget who else it is, but it's his podcast. Is it Paul Shear? Can somebody, uh, confirm or correct me on if that's Paul Shear or not? Um, but when they like review music and like they, they shit all over the chili peppers, which really pissed me off. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel a certain way when some prick is, you know, making fun of my favorite band. Same thing with like, I, I don't know if you listen, if you watch Justin Hawkins YouTube channel, which he's the lead singer of the darkness. Um, it's called Justin Hawkins rides again. I like his channel, but he keeps like, he'll do an episode like every three months where he's just like shitting on the chili peppers. And it's like, dude, they're an iconic band on their 40th year of being a band and I'm sorry but like the darkness wasn't that great so like know your know your place in music history bud but his channel is good so if you're looking for a, uh, a YouTube channel to check out I would suggest to check out uh, Justin Hawkins Rides Again um, it's a good channel but I don't I don't like that he just shits on the chili peppers and his his, his uh, criticism of them aren't even like that valid you know what I mean and he's he Tried to, he literally tried to say that John Frusciante sucks. And it's like, dude, I can understand you saying you don't like him, but the claim that John Frusciante sucks at guitar is just an outrageous fucking, like, just false claim, you know? Silly. Um, so, I don't know. That's like on Twitter. Like, I've recently purged um, a lot of my Twitter people I was following on Twitter. Because I, I looked and I saw, so I'm not seeing my friends' tweets, or I'm not seeing people I want to see's tweets. And I looked and I saw I was following like 1,700 accounts, which is just like fucking stupid. And a lot of the accounts when I was going through and deleting a lot of them or unfollowing a lot of them were similar, similar things. Like, I don't think I needed to be following like 10 astrology accounts or 15 lyric accounts or 20 poem accounts. You know, they're all like essentially the same. Um, so I, I went from following like 1,700 people on Twitter to following, I think I'm now at like 500 that's just because Twitter would no longer let me scroll down to unfollow more people. Um, but I want to try to get it down to like at least 200. So I can see tweets that I want to see. And once I deleted those like a thousand other people I was following, I started seeing tweets from accounts I hadn't seen tweets from in a long time. Um, plus I unfollowed a lot, of the, a lot of the Twitter whores I was following. That, that should help. There's no reason to follow all those honeypot and hucksters. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, Parks and Rec to me was just, it was infinitely better. Um, you know, just just go on YouTube and YouTube like Best of April and Andy or Best of Parks and Rec and you'll be cracking up. You'll have to loosen your pants because you'll be busting the gut from laughing, you know? Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's a good shit. It's a good show. Uh, I didn't like the fact that they did um, that like virtual episode during COVID, which was so stupid. Um, they did it, like, two weeks after COVID started, too. Which, like, why, why did you do that? You know? And it was, like, an update on everything. And it was, it was just silly. King of Queens, the, like, and then the shows were doing, like, those table reads of, like, iconic scripts. It's like, why were you doing that? You know? It's just, I don't know. Fuel, fuel for the, the, the fucking hoax fire. But, um, 
And a lot of the episodes, like Parks and Rec, they always had good Halloween episodes, and so did The Office. Uh, the Office had great Halloween and uh, Christmas episodes. And not to just, comp this episode is not supposed to just be me comparing Parks and Rec and The Office, but that's always like the uh, the comparison that people make. But Parks and Rec had great Halloween episodes. Um, they just had iconic episodes, you know, like the episode when they catch the huge um, raccoon at the park, or when Jerry fake fall or falls into the water, or like when Andy Samberg's on and he's his character that talks real loud, it's hilarious. Um, Joan Calamezzo's funny, Pert Happily. Like it's just, it's just a better, it's just a better show than The Office. It is. Um, it really is. But like I said, go on. You can go on YouTube and just YouTube clips and everything. Um, and like towards, I guess towards the end, like part of the thing that kind of bothered me with April and Andy, I guess, is when she was pushing him to be the, the, the kid singer, Johnny Karate. Um, it's like, that wouldn't be what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? Um, and his Burke Macklin character was funny. Uh, Johnny Karate was okay, but at the same time, it's like Andy would have not, it's kind of like what I'm speaking to of like being too big for the britches. Like Andy would not have gotten like a local access television show and become famous. Just because April told him to. You know what I mean? Um, and some of the Johnny Karate stuff was fine, but at the same time, it's like, come on. You know what I mean? Now I'm saying, Mountain Cranes. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that, that's Parks and Rec, pretty much. Um, I could go, like, talk about, like, classic fucking episodes and go season by season, but I'm not going to do that. It's just more of, like, a general overview. Um, so if you haven't watched Parks and Rec, I suggest that you will. And, and bear in mind when you're watching it that the first season's a little slow. But the first season's also only six episodes. And from season two through the end of the show, it is fucking hysterical. Um, but yeah, do yourself a favor. Watch it if you haven't watched it. It's great. Um, my two favorite characters are obviously April and Andy. Um, April probably being my favorite character. Not just because it's the unbelievably sexy Aubrey Plaza, but she's hilarious. Her character's funny, and she's funny. Um, she recently hosted SNL, and it was also hysterical, so... Um, in the rare case that SNL is actually still funny, her episode is really good. Um, but yeah, that's Parson Rec. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it inspires you to go rewatch it or watch it for the first time, depending on what your your watch count has been. They always talk about girls' notch count. Why don't you talk about your TV watch count? Um, but yeah, but thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I hope you have a great weekend. The weather is quite nice probably go for a hike again um hike again with some nitrogen maybe i'll see some cute beagle babes there um beagle babes of course being the uh villainous girls from uh ducktales i believe yeah it was, it's from ducktales Be beagle babes um <laughs> uh but yeah so uh thanks for listening i was appreciated i'm gonna go watch the penguin game here and uh clean up around the house and whatnot and uh yeah but thanks for listening i appreciate it and as always keep shaking those motherfucking knees bitch <laughs> i don't know bye <sighs>